Hello, I'm Erica and welcome to Teapod Talks. And Thursday's bonus podcast is where I interview members from my community, Emotional Eating and Food Addiction Support Group, and also experts in the eating disorder field. Grab a cuppa, sit back, and let's get started. Hello and welcome to Teapod Talks and today I'm joined with Natalie. Natalie is one of my members from my new community Emotional Eating and Food Addiction Support Group. Hi Natalie, thanks for being here. Hi Erica. So I'm going to go straight into this because this podcast is all about emotional eating and how it affects your life and thoughts and experiences that you have been through. And, you know, I'm really thankful that you're taking part in this. So firstly, I'd like to ask you, when did you realise that your relationship with food wasn't quite right? Quite early on, really. Um, I'd say that I've been dieting probably since the age of about 15, if I'm honest, right. um, which is, is not very healthy. But mm. I can honestly say that that is the age that I became aware that I was secret eating that I was hiding food and eating it in the bathroom which is not the place that anybody would eat with a normal healthy relationship with food so that's my earliest memory really of sort of that unhealthy relationship with food and do you think um do you think looking back now was there any triggers that probably may have you know was the catalyst for this Um, I don't know. I think from my small circle of friends, I felt I was one of the bigger girls. And I think it was just that age that we all became a bit more aware of our bodies at that age and and maybe feeling a little bit more self-conscious. Another friend of mine was in a similar position. And, you know, so we used to talk about our weights and diets we were going to try from from quite an early age, really. So um, it, it did become part. I wouldn't necessarily say that there was anything that happened in my life particularly Mm. that made me turn to food particularly Mm. I just felt that I was quite one of the unlucky ones in life really some people seem to be able to eat normally but I felt that whatever I was eating you know it it did kind of stay on me so I I know that obviously um, with social media and 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 how it is just so in your face now um, I'm guessing that back in the day it was it was a bit different then so would it be that the influences for you were magazines or films or just your friendship groups that you started to notice that okay I'm just a little bit bigger but you know should I really be this size or did you get you know just odd comments yeah it it might have been um maybe sort of the the music videos and things I suppose Mm. was done to come out a little bit more then and I suppose you didn't really see bigger girls out there you know dancing except the videos and and maybe it was not that my and any of my friends ever teased me about it or anything like that I think it just became a personal thing we started going out and you know maybe people were wearing different clothes than I was able to wear so Mm. it was probably more of a personal personal decision at the side of my friends other than anybody had made me feel like that okay so do sorry do you find um it difficult to continue eating this way 
So I, I, and I'm guessing that you have some kind of issue with emotional eating. Do you find it difficult? I do. And I would say, I mean, you know, I'm in my late forties now, so I've spent the majority of my life dieting in some shape or form. I've Mm. had two children. So obviously, you know, piled weight on at that point. And I have yo-yo dieted. I got to a point where I just thought, just just don't bother just be who you are and just eat and that kind of does self-regulate I do believe that the diet mentality does make us worse with food oh Um, you know as soon as soon as you feel like you failed at three o'clock in the afternoon Mm. you know we're then eating thousands of calories because we think well, I won't bother today. I'll start again tomorrow. Yeah. Other than just thinking, all right, okay, well, I'll have something healthier later to mm. counterbalance that. So I think that diet mentality does make us worse. I do believe that. Um, but sometimes we need to have that deficit to get it off, to try to live normally. And that is easier said than done. Um, so I think, but I've recently come out of um, let's say a, a toxic relationship and during that time I would find that I would be doing okay and then I'd maybe get a text message and before I knew it I was in the kitchen and yeah. that's probably the first time in my life that I've been actually aware that it is emotional for me yes yeah and then obviously you know anyone that you are uh, bonded to through emotion so whether it's family member friends or significant other they generally know the buttons to push uh, I think the words to say that will trigger you because they know you so well and and it's actually good that that you have become very aware that actually I, I noticed that just by someone saying something to me I was reaching for comfort. I needed some kind of comfort. And that comfort that you're reaching for is obviously to to dampen down the feelings that you are feeling. And and it's a form of distraction um, that at that time feels right. But one of the things that I've definitely learned now is that actually all the feelings that you have, you have to allow them to come to the surface. That is the only way that you end up healing. I used to just squash them down hide them as much as possible but by doing that I ended up going into a cycle that I just couldn't get out of I really really couldn't get out of so for you um, Natalie what has been the biggest impact emotional eating has made in your life um I'm not really sure what the biggest impact I mean obviously you know putting weight on but the difficulty is you know we all use food to celebrate don't we you know whether it be a good thing or or a a bad thing you know sometimes you know even if somebody's not well we take them a box of chocolates you know so it's (laughs) you know it's just one of those things in life and sometimes you do feel like it's unfair that you see other people that do tend to eat in this way um you know, I'm sure she wouldn't mind saying I'm not going to use any names, but my best friend is is also very similar to me. And we have each other as, mm. as support mm. and, and we kind of get it. But I know how isolating that must feel if you didn't have that person you could turn to, which is, oh. is where obviously the group is really important. You know, 
just to let other people know that it is normal and unfortunately for, for quite a lot of us um i'm trying to control the emotion on now in that i'm aware of it and i think that is the biggest thing mm-hmm. is that awareness because before you you wouldn't necessarily associate it with an emotion and you just think well i'm i'm hungry or oh, my my blood sugar's low you know <laughs> i'm tired i need it for this reason but actually you know i've learned quite recently that it is an emotional thing for me um so i think the awareness for me is is the biggest part for me to try and fight that really to try and get onto some sort of normality really in terms of eating it's kind of like under, also uh, making sense of why it's happening and where it stems from and then once you've kind of like worked that out because it there is usually um a, a root cause it comes it generally comes it can come from one thing it can come from a few things that that has happened and you just held on to it it's there in your memory and you just haven't let go of it uh, and letting go of things is, is one of the hardest things i think t- to to do you have been really lucky having um a friendship where you've had someone that can really support you that kind of like understands that's kind of like on the same level um as much as i love my husband i never spoke to him at all about it never once so i felt very isolated i felt very very alone in my little world in my little bubble and i did a great job of pretending that i was just absolutely happy i did it for years um and it was only recently somebody who knew me back then said i would have never guessed that you were that unhappy because you learn to be able to put on an act, especially when you're working, you put an act on and then obviously you've got that hat on. And then when you come home, you you just put that down. You don't need it. You can be yourself. You can let go. Um, so did you think that diets were the answer to changing your life back then? So you said that you've done a few diets in your day. Did you think it was the answer? Yeah, I suppose, you know, that there is no, there was no other um, sort of alternative out there, was there? That is the only promotion we get in terms of people being overweight, you know, but it's it's no, there's no other message being given than a variety of different diets, really, Um, even if it's um, exercise being promoted generally that is being sold alongside a calorie controlled diet mm-hmm. you know in, in in whatever medium that may be um and and even now really in, in this day and age really there is very little around the mental health connected to it yes. it is you know we, we still highly promote whether it be um you know a, a shake or you know a certain diet plan or another diet plan or you know it, that is still very very heavily promoted in, in the media absolutely and, I, and I, I do believe at some point there does have to be that deficit you know for that weight to come off it's not going to just come off by you carrying on eating the same things and having a healthy mindset you know it it, it is a combination of the two um but I did, I did remember reading a book once, which was very helpful. And, and like we spoke about earlier about um, the diet mentality, that if you're having a bad day and you've kind of fallen off the wagon, as it mm-hmm. were, that you do just 
go for it and you think yes. I'll start again tomorrow and that was really helpful to me and I think that changed my mindset mm. so if I have a naughty treat in the morning that I think it's not really on plan I'm very well aware that I can pull that back and eat like Absolutely. a normal person the rest of the day Absolutely. because a normal person has treats <laughs> you know it's not that you know they, these treats are the forbidden food it's just the moderation part of it isn't it uh, so it uh, is just that level of control absolutely and i and you know i kind of like think that it's it's the moderation thing for people generally for the for people with eat some kind of eating disorder is very difficult to say oh just have one or two biscuits mm -hmm. it doesn't really work like that it's never worked like that for me and now obviously i make certain decisions about you know how what foods i choose to eat and I know what the consequence will be if I choose certain types of foods and how it will affect me um, emotionally, mentally and physically as well. I'm so in tuned with my body now. I can feel the difference when I put certain types of food in my body because I've done a lot of work with trying to heal myself internally and externally as well. But I think you're right. The mentality of being on a diet you've messed up, the whole day is lost, I'll just carry on eating and then tomorrow I'll, I'll mend it. And I think it's the giving yourself permission because the mentality of deprivation is difficult to deal with because diets is, is in some form of way a form of deprivation. Doesn't matter how, doesn't matter what the deficit is, in your brain you'll be thinking, I'm having less. I'm having less. So that means I've been deprived and everybody else is having a good time. Mm -hmm. So when you do mess up, I think the diet mentality is, okay, I'm going to give myself permission to be able to eat some of the food that I haven't been eating because it's not really on the plan that I'm supposed to. But that's okay because tomorrow I'm going to, to go back to normal. I'm going to go back to having my diet. Mm -hmm. But this is the disordered way of eating. And this is, this is what I think diets actually promote disordered eating which then in turn turns into an eating disorder yeah and when i look back on my life and i think of how many times i have done crazy stuff and called it a diet <laughs> <laughs> like i wasn't on any diet at all i was just yeah. doing this crazy disordered eating stuff um and then packaging it as kind of like i was on a diet um so now that you are a part of the community and i'm just so pleased that you're within it natalie um has this helped you in any way yeah definitely i think anything that you read that somebody else has experienced like you said you know you're not the only one and and that's massive you know as much as i had my friend you know there's not only the two of us in the world and mm. you know we we haven't helped each other you know all our lives we might talk about it but we're still in the same situation um so yes i think anything new and as well i think for me a lot of it is guilt like yes. the guilt of failing so you punish yourself yes. um so i i think just having that community of people that 
you know, it's okay, you know, if you're not the only one, it does ease that guilt as well. And, um, you know, if you are that secret person that's having that battle at home on your own, especially if there's nobody else to watch you, um, you know, and, and I am worse when I'm here on my own because mm. there is no um, accountability almost, you know, sort of to share that within a community and, and feel less guilty because actually it is the norm for so many people. Um, but, but it's also still a bit of a stigma. You know, people aren't overly happy talking about being overweight. And, you know, you are made to feel like, you know, there's something wrong with you and that you're greedy. And, you know, it's not necessarily about that at all. You know, you, you could have a friend who's extremely slim and, you know, their, their makeup is just different and they could eat a lot more than you and, and not necessarily show it in the same way. So it's not about being greedy sometimes. Um, but yeah, so I think that helps a lot just to be part of a group of like-minded people as well. Absolutely. And I think the guilt thing is, is absolutely huge. Uh, and the self-shaming that comes along that as well. But believe it or not, there are women, we're talking just about women, because I know that men binge eat as yeah. well. Um, there are women that binge eat and they are slim. Yeah. They are yeah. slim because they starve themselves throughout the whole day. Yeah. They will starve themselves the whole day and then they'll have their window to binge some point maybe you know if they're working or what have you later on and they'll they will eat masses of food and then they will shut the window down and then starve themselves because that's obviously because they know that what they're doing isn't right so they try to counteract it they try to balance it by starvation but you know you know if you read up about starvation and and especially if you do diets where you feel deprived that is one of the biggest triggers for binging which kind of like makes sense because the body's not built for you to starve. You're supposed to eat food, obviously, to, to give your body nutrients and give you and give you energy. So if the body thinks that it's at risk, because obviously the, the brain will think that there's something wrong and it will go into protection mode. And protection mode is if they thinks there's no food, when there is food, say, okay, eat. Eat as much as you can because I think there's going to be famine again some kind of family and it's and i think it you know obviously this is this is going way way back way way back when man did have famine when they would eat lots of food because they knew that actually they weren't going to be able to get food and i think it really does go back way back to you know pre pre all the stuff that we we have now all the the lovely food that we ca we have accessible to us right now Back in the dark days where we had to catch our food, pick our food and things were not always available. So I think for, for myself as well, who's been a lifelong dieter and has mm. tried so many different diets, you, every one of those diets has got something that you would generally think of as a healthy food so whether it be mm. right you need to cut out your carbs in this you need to be careful how many how much fruit you eat on this that food is not great on there and then when you've done them all 
and then you're trying to eat healthy, it's very difficult to uneducate yourself, to forget all those things you've learned. And you're trying to then adapt to healthy and you're thinking, oh, I can't eat that. And I can't eat that. And you actually restrict a lot of a healthy diet then because you can't get out of that mindset of the things you have learned as well. That, that for me personally has been a difficult thing. I think you're, I think you're right. And that, and that is the, obviously the, I, I suppose the aftermath of the diet mentality and what yeah. we have, the industry, you know, what we have been fed. Yeah. I think for me, it's kind of like about finding your own way, yeah. mindful transformation. And that's what, I, that's what I talk about, mindful transformation. Because people say to me, so then how does it work? How does it work? So you, you kind of like, you transform your mindset, you transform your mind, your thinking, you, you cultivate new neurological pathways, behaviors, strategies. But when you actually do that work and you, you get to the root cause of the things that have been causing you problems for years and years, something kind of weird happens. And it's quite magical, I think, thinking, thinking about it for myself and how I used to be. Because now, because I view myself very, very differently, I view my body very differently, I view food differently as well and what I want to put in my body. And because of that, I naturally now will put things in my body that my body needs rather than things that it doesn't need. And yes, there'll be odd times that I'll put in so-called treat foods and and I do ration those down because that works better for me and everyone will have their own their own way of being able to live their life their long-term life their way of eating but for me I just see food completely differently now food for me was on a pedestal food was the be-all and end-all of my life and I worshipped it it had a noose around my neck and I was just dragging me around but now I see food as being differently so I think because now I am far more mindful when you talk about the deficit the deficit actually starts to naturally happen because you naturally start picking foods that will serve your body well rather than picking foods that are quite toxic that will make you feel unhappy grumpy lethargic slow you'll naturally gravitate to food that is very nourishing very fulfilling it's a it's a completely different mindset completely different mindset and like six years ago I can't you know I couldn't even imagine talking the way that I talk now and somebody said to me only a few days ago she said oh do you, do you binge do you still binge and I said no I don't and she said how did you get over that and I said it took a long time it took and it took a lot of acceptance on my part and a lot of forgiveness because there was so much I had to give to forgive myself of what I had done in the past and through that and other other strategies as well and processes that I had to go through I found a way I actually found a way and and now my body is just so so important I honor it I really do and and there are times where you know I get emotional over things but I no longer do what I used to where I, I you know I'd pop to Tesco's and I would buy a ridiculous insane amount of food and, and attempt to try to eat it all in that evening and then feel promptly sick not enjoy 
one mouthful and then then repeat the same thing over again the next day so it is possible to to get past that but there are hurdles that you have to go over and there's a lot of heartache and there's a lot of pain that you have to get through but it's seriously worth it to get through the other side it really is so natalie i'd like to thank you ever so much for being a part of this podcast and sharing your thoughts your experiences with us today i hope you've enjoyed it yeah thank you for letting me share thank you erica thank you ever so much thank you for listening to teapod talks and if you struggle with emotional eating why not connect with me in my community emotional eating and food addiction support group or on facebook and instagram erica emotional eating expert all links are in the caption see you next week